0: You listening to the Eating Disorders Recovery Podcast with me, Tabitha Ferrar. Hello there. Welcome to this week's podcast. So, um, this week's a bit strange. I was having a session with a client who's not a particularly regular client, but somebody that I see every now and then. And um, she started talking about something and I then just asked her if I could record what she was saying. And uh, this doesn't happen very often. But she was up for it and I I just felt that what she was talking about was very important for people to hear. And it's a shame sometimes, my clients have such wonderful insight into treatment because many of them have been through it many, many times. And for whatever reason, it can be difficult for them to give feedback to treatment providers. And most of the time, the reason is that there's not an opportunity to do that and or they are not listened to when they try and give that feedback because they're the person that's sick they're the person that's in recovery so what the hell do they know and um i think that if treatment providers could actually listen to what people in recovery as a field i'm talking about what what a lot of people older people most of the time that have been through multiple treatment situations telling them i think that they that treatment could much better serve people with eating disorders because let's face it it's not up to scratch people are revolving door patients and that's because stuff's not working it's not that patients fail treatment it's that treatment is frequently failing patients and I think that's all the reason why there's this kind of controversy over is full recovery possible or not because so many people don't fully recover. Well, I think that so many people don't fully recover because of the way treatment is right now. And then there's people like me who never went through treatment and fully recover. And that is um, treated with suspicion in many places. Well, I think we have to look at the reasons behind why that might be. And that's uncomfortable, isn't it? Because nobody wants to admit that treatment through eating disorders right now isn't up to scratch. But we have to start talking about it. We have to face that uncomfortable truth. Because if treatment for eating disorders was up to scratch, then people like the person whose voice you're about to hear right now wouldn't be in the situation that they are in. This stuff is important. It's time to sit back. It's time to listen, and it's time to change. So I'm not going to tell you this person's name because I want her to remain anonymous. But I will tell you that she is an adult in recovery. She is 50, and she's a really, really, really smart person.
1: And I've yet? 10 or something, you know. I feel like I'm restricted to what I eat because I have to stick to this plan. Um i, I and I'm I'm am scared to eat outside of the plan and I go just under the plan because that way I'm extra safe. But I'm hungry. So I don't know I don't I don't trust myself when I'm hungry. And it is I don't scared. I'm scared of eating like losing control and eating like six bowls of cereal or something and i don't i don't know <sighs> i think i've just i I feel like I've been overprocessed by being in treatment I've like I've had so many messages that I'm like no I need to stick to this no I need to stick to that and you know and it's just everything is just I feel like just throwing it all in the air and saying screw it because I'm just like i just don't know what to do anymore i don't know whose rules to follow because none of them are working for me um yeah right. I, I think about food all the time i'm hungry a lot i mean
0: <laughs> yeah you don't feel that you can just eat
1: i haven't been able to know because i'm i've been sort of scared into it oh you can't just eat you don't want to you don't want to just keep eating you know you don't want to have that problem and I feel frightened because I've been scared into it by my treatment team. You know, oh, don't, don't do that. You don't want to, don't want to eat that. You know, don't want to do this, you know, and got to stick to the meal plan. And it's just, I don't, I'm just, I don't know. I don't trust myself. I think I I can't trust myself because obviously my brain's not working. I need to trust these people that I, paid thousands of dollars to treat me and listen to them because obviously they know what they're doing and I don't tr- don't trust my own you know my own body my own head like sometimes I want to get up and have I don't know four pieces of toast with marmalade because that sounds great you know but I don't I have to have no I have to have my two protein and then I have to have my fruit and then I have to have my dairy and then I have to have my starch so I ha- I do all that and it's not really what I want to eat. I want to eat four pieces of toast with butter and marmalade, but I don't have that because I'm like, oh, no, need to eat balanced, you know, need to eat all this and um, I don't. I just, it's fear. It's fear. And it's, it's, I'm just as miserable now as I was when I was deep in my disorder and I feel like I'm stuck in this recovery hell at the mm. moment.
0: You know. It feels like all you are asking for from me is permission to eat what yes. your body is asking you for.
1: Yeah, I want someone to tell me, yes, that's, that's a good idea, that. I want someone to say, yeah, that's it, you do that. that. That sounds like, that makes logical sense. I'm trying to find proof that it makes sense. I've been looking things up. You don't I mean, need
0: proof because your body's telling you. Yeah. It's a bit like, say for example, if you need to go for a pee. Do you phone someone up and say, I need proof, I need proof that my body's, what my body's telling me is right? Right. If your body's telling you, I want toast and marmalade. Yeah. Guess what?
1: Yeah. It wants toast
0: and marmalade. <laughs> it,
1: it's just, it's really difficult because my, my husband's very strict. Oh, got to stick to the 40, got to have at least the 40 and he's very... What's, what's the 40. My forty exchanges. Oh, I
0: forgot. Yeah, okay. Sorry. I uh, know.
1: <laughs> it's just like, oh, got, to have that many protein and can't, can't have that many, can't have too much carbs and make sure you get your fats in. Does he? Does
0: he? Does he stick to the forty? No. Well, then, <laughs> that's not <laughs> normal, by the way, to eat like that.
1: I know, and it's it's driving it's driving me crazy because I mean I don't ever remember having breakfast like I have breakfast now before my eating disorder. I never got up and had. Protein and this and that and you know. What did you used
0: to get? What do you before your eating disorder? Huge bowl
1: of cereal or something.
0: Just what you get a bowl,
1: fill it up. Just what you fancied, huh?
0: Just what you fancied.
1: Yeah, or I'd have pile of toast. And it it never used to occur to me. Guess guess how
0: the recovered you should eat.
1: Just like that.
0: (laughs) Just like that. So why not start? I know. (laughs) Right now,
1: want to do it so badly. It's just like oh you know i just i guess i'm i'm feel you know everyone's telling me that you have to make sure you get enough protein or make sure you get enough protein make sure you eat enough fats and it's i don't know i feel like i've been brainwashed by this you know minutia that they keep telling me about about how to eat and it's like well i don't really fancy that you, i mean really you always eating.
0: knew you never not you never forgot how to eat you always knew how to eat yeah your body's always been communicating with you what it wants. And just because your eating disorder judgment might not always agree with what your body wants is correct. Right. That doesn't make it any less true.
1: You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fed up. I'm fed up of measuring stuff. Like, you know, one and a half cups of cornflakes. Oh, God sakes. You know, it's just like...
0: Yeah, you know what? Only, dis- <sighs> I, only, only people with eating disorders measure their food.
1: Yeah. so if you're
0: in recovery from an eating disorder and you don't want to have one anymore you should probably stop measuring the food
1: I know but I feel like I have to do that because I have to stick to the meal plan and that has everything measured out
0: how old are you? 50 right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so why are you acting as if teacher in school says
1: I know I, I want someone to literally give me written permission you are allowed to eat <laughs> whatever you like
0: I will give you that written permission I'll send you a slip and a whole pass
1: <laughs> a pass a meal pass yeah I literally I, I feel like that's what I need to get out of this because I don't think I'm going to get out of this the way I'm doing it you know, I'm How long in... have you
0: been in recovery?
1: Five years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, five years. And it's just it's like dragging on, and it's like my weight stays the same because I'm sticking to the same things. And someone, my the dietitian, really upset me because I know I'm supposed to be bigger than I am. I'm not delusional. Oh, maybe you're staying at this weight because this is your set weight. Maybe you're supposed to be here. And it was just like no 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 I'm not supposed to you know I'm big boned I've got big feet my hip bones are sticking through my collar bones are sticking through I'm large framed I know that
0: did you I'm, tell her that did you say yes. that to the dietitian?
1: yes I said look at me I said do I look you know like I, I said I don't feel well nourished why am I always thinking about food and she seemed to think it was some sort of personality flaw like maybe I was I needed more distraction or you
0: know, there was something else missing somewhere. It was a personality flaw, you know. Wow. You and know, like... I, I used to think about food the whole time when I was yeah. in energy deficit. And that personality flaw, if it was that, miraculously stopped being part of my personality when I came out of energy deficit. I think you'll probably find the same is true. Yeah. But I'm sad Cause... that you had to argue with a dietitian in a treatment centre that your weight should be higher.
1: Yeah. That that is I. That was that was the, one of the worst days ever being there because I literally had to fight her, saying, "No, you're not telling me this. You are not telling me this. This is not right." You know, I've been working for five years to get back to a, a, a weight. I'm,
0: I'm glad really that you stood up for yourself.
1: Yeah, and she really. In some ways, it made me feel like saying, "Screw you, screw the meal plan," you know you're talking out your ass lady literally um so it's it's just really difficult because i feel like i feel like i know what i want to do but i don't know whether i'm trustworthy enough to listen to it's like hmm you know i feel like i want to eat this i feel like i need to do that you know am i being wise i mean do, do i just eat freely with anything i want or do i set myself a minimum do i say to myself you need to eat at least this but anything else is fair game i don't know how to approach the food
0: it's really 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 simple just eat you you already know that
1: yeah i know i i know i know i've i've read enough and seen enough and yeah oh it's just so frustrating I feel like burning all my measuring cups and just like (laughs) throwing it all in the trash and starting, just screw it, just eat what I want tomorrow.
0: (laughs) Alright, so what did we hear there? We heard somebody who's been in treatment for five years and has been through multiple different sorts of um, uh, schemes, shall we say. She's been on meal plan. She's been through exchanges. I hear this a lot from people in recovery that have been to more than one treatment center. At one treatment center, there are you know, you're told you have to do it this way. And another treatment center, they're told, no, you have to do it this way. We're doing it exchanges and the other one's calories. And one treatment center is three meals and two snacks. And the other treatment center is three meals and three snacks. And it gets really confusing. And because each treatment center says, this is the way you have to do it. That's telling a person that their body is a calculator, basically. So you, can you imagine being told you have to eat three meals and, and two snacks? That's going to get you to your ideal body weight. That's what you need to eat in order to stay there. And then you go to another treatment center, and it's three meals and three snacks. And you're being told this is what you need in order to get to an ideal body weight. Like, how flipping confusing is that? And the reason that it's like that is because neither of them are true. Your body's not a calculator. There is no set formula for getting somebody to their ideal body weight. And so that for that because that's, because that is the truth that neither, none of these systems are true. Because that is the truth. People get super confused because They're searching for the answer and they're being told multiple different things. And the reason that they're searching for that answer of how much exactly do I have to eat is because they have an eating disorder. And an eating disorder already gives you the notion or the belief system that your body is like a calculator and that if you eat 10 calories more in a day, you're going to gain weight and if you eat less, you're going to lose. And that's not true because the body is an organism. And so treatment centers need to stop colluding with the idea that a person's body is a calculator. They also need to stop colluding with the idea that a person's body cannot be trusted and that a person's hunger cannot be trusted. And the way that you do that is you tell peop- people, you know what, if you wanna eat something that's different from the meal plan, you wanna eat more than the meal plan, you eat that because your body's correct. You don't tell them that would be a binge and that would be wrong. And it, it's just so hypocritical as well. Because if you're a dietitian, I damn well hope you don't eat by exchanges. And I damn well hope that you don't eat by a meal plan. Because that's disordered. And so while these things can be a stepping stone to getting people out of the hole of eating nothing or next to nothing, they are not a long-term solution and they should never be treated as such. Because it is disordered to eat in that way. You can't help somebody with disordered eating by giving them more disordered eating. You can't help somebody who is already hyper-analyzing food by telling them that they need to analyze their food. And so, exchanges is not normal. Meal plans is not normal. They are stepping stones and should only ever be treated like that. And if you are using the exchanger system or a meal plan with somebody, it has to be clear right from the start that this is not a normal way of eating. And this is not about the calculation. This is about getting them back in touch with their hunger and starting to get them to trust their hunger. And that should always be the fucking goal. Excuse my language. Um the other thing that what do we ask Did we here in that little bit and she spoke quite a lot before before I asked her if I could record and hit record and most of all what she was talking about before was her confusion around am I eating to exchanges or am I eating to this meal plan or what is right and or, why can't I just eat what I really want to um, but the other thing that we heard in 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 there is her lack of trust that her body she can trust what her body's asking her for so she wants a l- pile of toast and marmalade in the morning that's what her body's asking her for That's what she would have eaten. That's the food she enjoys. Yet, due to the treatment system, she isn't trusting herself. Even when she's at the stage in recovery where she desperately wants to recover, and she desperately just wants to eat again like she used to, her body's asking her for certain things, and she's almost leaning into it. She desperately wants to just go with what she really wants to eat, but because of the messages that she has been given in treatment, that she can't trust her body, she's not able to do that you cannot this per, a person cannot reach full recovery unless they are able to trust their body and go with their hunger so when you give people messages that they can't trust their body you prevent them from reaching full recovery just because of this frustration and the type of confusion that you've heard in the person who was just on you also heard her arguing with a dietitian telling a dietitian that she felt malnourished that she knew her weight wasn't high enough. And that dietician saying, oh, you know, well, maybe this is your set point weight. Maybe the reason that you're not continuing to gain weight is because this is your set point rate. When the client is arguing, I'm hungry, and the meal plan isn't enough, and I know that my actual natural weight is higher than this, don't tell them that that's not true. I mean, you can't make this stuff up, can you? I think that sometimes people think I make these stories up, which is why I wanted to record one. Because you feel like it goes against any logic that a person who's in recovery from a restrictive eating disorder would have to argue with a treatment provider of their right to eat more food and their right to continue to gain weight. But it happens all the time. And I encourage you, if you are an adult in recovery and if you have similar stories to this, I encourage you to come and talk to me because I'm sick and tired of being polite about this now. This has to change. Enough is enough. And it's only going to change from the ground upwards. We have to start telling people, we have to start telling treatment providers that this is not okay and this is not helping us to recover. So I'm just going to leave all of that there. Please, if you are an adult in recovery and you have a similar story, if you get in touch with me, let's share it. Email address is info, info at tabithafrar.com. Thanks for listening. Cheers, and until next time, cheerio.